Greetings! You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall. Check out the video version to see us and everything we talk about by visiting youtube.com slash Thanks for listening! Welcome, friends, to episode 15. Come on, 15, really? Yes. That's 15 more than when we started. Impressive. Uh, Up the Waterfall <laughs> podcast with your hosts, Zana and Scott Otis. Hello. Where we are taking a journey up the waterfall, if you will, of Disney parks, history, Remembrances, nostalgia, and whatnot. Fondness as well. Yes. And yes, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This week, we are doing part two of... Of two. Of two, yes. We're not going to stretch it into five like we did the Epcot episodes of our most missed things and just, you know, what used to be there. Yeah, remembrances of the old... Disney MGM Studios. Correct. Theme park. So if you haven't watched or listened to episode 14, we recommend you start there. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter because we're just kind of jumping around anyway. We We really are. We're just hopping around the park. It's a pretty small park. Yes. Area-wise so that we can hop around pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we jump in, I just wanted to make a couple of notes from last week's episode. Um, we were talking about the soundstage restaurant. Yes. And you, I had totally forgotten about it until you said that. <laughs> um, and we talked about how that was where I had my first alcoholic beverage on Up Walt Disney the World catwalk property. Bar, yeah. And Catwalk Bar. <coughs> and then you were mentioning how after it was the soundstage studio, it was um, themed, I mean, soundstage restaurant, sorry. Mm-hmm. It was themed to Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, I guess, right? I mentioned big business. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. Yeah, that's how it all Um Apparently, began. <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Apparently, it had other themes over the years. It's just like Yeah, sets, I knew it had other themes. I just really don't remember them all. Because they were animated <laughs> features for the most part, so they didn't really. But I think based on the Aladdin one, it was probably they were pulling things from like the parades and stuff, perhaps. I don't know. But there was Pocahontas. And Hunchback of Notre yes. Dame, and then Hercules and Mulan. So yeah, I don't right really have. That. I think I stopped going there after the Aladdin part because I don't remember. I was gonna say those are all the animated films of the late nineties. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they had either a show or a parade themed after those they titles did, yes. as well back then. So I just wanted to, you know, make sure we got all of that info in there. Yes, because the soundstage restaurant was not just those. Yeah. First three things that we mentioned. So if you remember those. They changed it a lot over the years. Let us know. Send in a photo. Oh, yes, please. Because I don't, you know, I went, but I didn't always go into that restaurant. So I don't remember all of of those themes. Um, Additionally, we had touched on the, what happened after the walking tour, the backstage tour ended. Yes. And there was um, various, like, movie set walk through kind of things and they had the narnia one remember oh, we talked about that well, yes um i think that's a little bit different that's not 
I don't think that was part of the walking tour. That was a, a thing that was just adjacent to it. Right, but I'm saying oh, that yes. the walking tour was no more. Right. And so those buildings oh, okay, yes. that used to have stuff in them now had like yes. the, Narnia the Narnia situation. Walkthrough. Uh-huh. After the Narnia one, there was the legend of Captain Jack Sparrow. That's right. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I had forgotten about it until I was making sure I didn't miss anything. And, and a I lot did of, miss yeah, it. Yeah, it had that. It had a, a pretty cool uh, Captain Jack yeah. experience. I think that and was then... really them testing um, projection yes. technology and how they could use that in attract future attractions and things like that because that's right it was very you were walking in and it felt like you were on a ship sort of Mm -hmm. as far as the set goes and then up would appear um in a crow's nest or something i don't remember yeah Um, up on top of a rock or something yeah like a projection of captain jackson and it seemed very real yeah so it was very cool and i don't think they did anything directly in studios with that technology but i'm sure they've used it elsewhere since yeah then. i'm not sure i don't yeah, i don't remember certainly anything. it exists over but yes a lot of times they've definitely used kind of that, that kind of thing to test for for the future yeah and that's for, always fun because sometimes you'll see what it turns into and other times you'll never hear from it again that's right <laughs> interesting um <laughs> while we're over in that general backlot area uh, I thought we could talk about the premiere theater. Oh, yes. I know that was on your list from last week. It that was. was one of the things that I realized we needed a part two for because I'd forgotten to put the, that in my notes. The theater itself had changed, had evolved over the years as well as the the content within. Yes. It had a lot going on there. And it did not used to be a air-conditioned no. closed theater. It, it's it, funny how Disney over the years always starts out with an outdoor theater yeah. for the most part in and some they, places. They and need then to start by realizing, hey, we're in Florida. Yeah. It's hot. It's hot and it rains. It rains all the time. Yeah, it's sunny and it's, yeah. it's hot I'm, the and wet. Theater of the Stars where Beauty and the Beast is still, that's still outdoors, right? It is outdoors but covered. Oh, it is covered finally? No, it's always been covered. In fact, it's been oh, covered I'm thinking from of both the of their locations. Original. Really? No. Yep. I remember sitting in uh-huh. the heat. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, okay. The original one, yes. It started, and then they covered it, yeah. and then they moved it. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Okay. We'll, we'll do Premier Theater first, which I think was always covered, but it was not always enclosed. Right, because they did have some special effects and things at the shows yes. that they had, which the first one was Pocahontas. That's right. Uh, it may have a longer official name. I suppose I should probably check on that. It did, but um, I don't recall that. But it was a it was basically a retelling of the movie, uh, with <coughs> kind of like in the in the form of a stage theater. The spirit of Pocahontas. Ah, uh, yes, not to be confused with the one that would appear later at Animal Kingdom. Correct, which had animals in it. That's right. I remember there being skunks involved in that, <laughs> and that ran from June twenty third, ninety five, to February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six. So not even a yeah. full year. Yeah, and the movie did uh, was released in ninety five. <laughs> so, uh, in fact, that, that actually that was the main impetus for the the Fantasmic that would uh, show that would appear later. Was that was right when? Uh, oh yeah, Pocahontas was released. It, there's yeah. a lot of Pocahontas in the there Florida version of Fantastic, and so that it was because situation. It was because um, the Little Mermaid had evolved into Beauty and the Beast, had evolved into Aladdin, had evolved into The Lion King, and each movie had progressively gotten 
uh, more successful. Mm -hmm. And so they thought, oh my gosh, Pocahontas is even <laughs> going to do better than The Lion King did. So we need to make sure that we have tons of Pocahontas. And that was right when they were developing the Florida version of uh, Fantasmic. Mm. And it did well, but it did not do nearly as well as uh, The Lion King, not even as well as um, Aladdin. So hmm. I don't know why. I mean... Oh, it was a great film. Maybe Mel Gibson, but... <laughs> <laughs> I really like the music of Pocahontas. Oh, yes. It's absolutely it's wonderful. Good. But anyway, uh, so I got a, I kind of got yes. sidetracked so from... So that show was, a you know, like you said, a retelling. And I always enjoyed it. Um, and at the end, there was a lot of wind yes. during the Colors of the Wind Because that song. was the thing. They kind of blew her hair, and yeah. then all of the leaves started falling yeah. onto the And at the end, the instead audience. of like confetti, which Disney does a lot now, or those little streamers, yes. they threw out leaves that were like little fabric leaves, and they were really fun. Mm -hmm. And that's why I liked going there, because I liked they get a collection of leaves souvenir. somewhere. <laughs> I, I'm sure I have some somewhere, or oh, maybe yes. at my mom's house. Um, so after that, in June 21st of 96 through September 28th of 2002, it was The Hunchback of Notre yes, Dame. Yes, and this would, to me was like the best one. And as you this, can tell by yeah, how it long it lasted. A long time. That was a <coughs> fantastic show. I think personally that The Hunchback of Notre Dame is one of the most underrated animated yes. features. And it was, you know, it was a very dark film as well. It wasn't as... Which people you know, are saying about Frozen 2 now. Too. I yeah, know it wasn't that, as family-friendly, if you will, I guess. as, you know, they did throw there the... some themes. Yes, yeah, so there were a lot of dark, edgy adult themes in that film. They did throw in the... Uh, the um, gargoyles. Gargoyles as, like, a, a comedy yeah. element. But, you know, there were things like lust and... And that was the uh, revamped version. Like originally, it was. Yeah, much I mean, worse. Judge Claude Frollo <laughs> was a really dark dude. Yeah, and he, uh, certainly, <laughs> I think that lends itself better to a musical. And it's oh, been yeah. a musical over in Germany oh, and yes, overseas, a few other places. I wish it would. You it know, has have a traveled here. Uh, in the United States, yeah. but it has not been on Broadway per se. Yeah, but I don't uh, know. People probably wouldn't even remember it now mainstream yeah, people Der Glockenspiel or something like that in the title it was yeah quite amazing um but the show itself was also uh really well done they used a lot of puppets mm -hmm. which was oh, always yeah, fun little, the little puppets at the beginning like not I, just the one that Clopin had right with his little alter ego but I like a show that um doesn't try to do too many set pieces to make it look realistic like in yeah. this one, I just rewatched it, so I remembered things. A lot of the, um, like, they make makeshift stages within the stage when yes. they're using the puppets and stuff like that. And it's just people with capes turned around backwards. And mm -hmm. I like that kind of yeah, and I, stuff. Yeah, even just the little puppetry that they had w was, uh, you know, very realistic looking enough. And it had movement, like, mm -hmm. in the limbs and things like that. Yeah. That was just really a cool interpretation and basically it was able to tell a lot of the beginning parts of the story pretty quickly yeah um, and that they had changed the theater a little bit to make a little catwalk mm -hmm. come out into the audience so that when they did some of the numbers like um festival of fools and that sort of thing yes uh they could come out into the audience so that was always fun and they had that giant bell yeah and uh, even just of all of the kind of like the inner workings of the uh, kind of like where the bell ringer, you know, the yeah. hunchback would, would go. There was all kinds of like um, woodwork and 
kind of catwalks and things that they were able to kind of meander through Mm -hmm. as a way to kind of tell the story, but in different places throughout the stage. And Frollo had a horse, too. That's right. Ah, Good times. Definitely the precursor to a lot of the... um, Broadway style shows that are on the cruise line. I yes, think they I do would, a lot I of that. And of course, you know, the Lion King on Broadway really changed a lot of how they do things with yes. puppets and things like that. But I would so. even say it's also a precursor to what they did at the California Adventure Theater, where they had the Aladdin show, right. as well as Frozen. Mm-hmm. Now, so, yeah, and those, from what I've seen of the ones in California and on the ships, they're very similarly. Yes. Set designed. And I, would, I would even c- compare it also to the Beauty and the Beast show that is at the um, um, at the studios here. Mm. I mean, I think this Except was far and above, far and away above that yeah. quality. But, yeah, uh, no, I agree. I'm not a huge fan of the Beauty and the Beast live. Sorry. No, no. I <laughs> I completely agree. We'll, we'll get to that because we're going to the theater okay, and stars yes. later. So, so premiere theater after that in 2002, it was really not used again until um, 2008 when Star Wars weekend. Yes, it was during that up. time that it was enclosed. Mm, yes, and air-conditioned and all and that air-conditioned, fun stuff. Yes. And, I mean, we can touch quickly on Star Wars weekends, which... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we're going to get into the weekends as well, but, yeah, that the, the stuff that they did for Star Wars weekend in that venue was top-notch. Uh, there was a... They were able to use it as kind of like... a shows where they would have a lot of the cast from from Star Wars voice actors v- and live action yeah, things like actors. Ray Park doing his uh, Darth Maul yeah. stuff I think that's the one thing that's missing from you know Galaxy's Edge is a whole thing and it's very immersive and whatnot yeah but I think people that's what's like why Hollywood Studios is kind of in flux because it's that backstage behind the scenes stuff versus exactly trying to immerse you in your own story because i would say my favorite part of what happened for the star wars stuff is like all of the uh, stormtrooper kind of the gimmickry well that's but i mean you can't really do that as funny in uh galaxy's edge because that is supposed to be an actual yeah you know place but a lot of that was done in comedy form there at the for the it was kind of like pre-shows where they had yeah. uh, like f- four different um stormtroopers and just kind of their Bumbling. little banter that they would do b- b- back and forth and a lot of it was kind of silly yeah and i think they you know obviously knew that galaxy's edge was coming and there was a lot of planning involved so oh, i think yes. they when star wars <clears throat> weekend stopped and they kind of switched over to the you know little parade of mm-hmm. marching forces that would come through and that was very serious like they did not fool around <laughs> captain phasma was there and these well were when you have the 501st uh uh what, what is that called just the 501st yeah. division I yeah think. they they take that stuff very seriously though. well i mean i'm sure they were involved with the fooling around guys too but they i think <laughs> they were just trying to make the change over to <laughs> hey this is going to be realistic and serious stuff now we're not going to be goofing around right. with well, if if I, if I can touch upon it and go more into the Star Wars Weekends part, you know, if you remember, uh, was it Snig and Oopla's hyperspace hoopla? Yeah. That was a whole other thing. <laughs> it <laughs> was. 
I absolutely found this to be hilarious. This was the show that ended each day of Star Wars weekends, and it was essentially like a dance-off <laughs> between the, what, the Rebel Forces versus the Empire, and, you know, kind of with a lot of the crazy characters, but essentially doing dance-offs with modern music. And, you know, a lot of people said, oh, George Lucas must be rolling in his, in his grave, even though he wasn't dead, <laughs> and still isn't. But, you know, things like that, like, I'm oh. honestly surprised it took him as long as he did to say, no, this needs to not happen Yeah, anymore. because it definitely went against the whole Star Wars I wasn't theme. a huge you weren't a huge fan, but I found it hilarious. I mean, if you could separate, I guess I'm more of a stickler for this yeah, kind of thing. Like that's why I didn't like. I was able to Jingle s- Cruise when it first came out because I was like, they're messing with the original jokes, and, and like this thing. was messing yeah. with character integrity. I was able to separate my love for Star Wars <laughs> with this completely separate show, and yes, I did think it was completely inappropriate to the whole Star Wars thing. <laughs> But I found it hilarious. <laughs> well, it is no more. So yes, you and I, you know, that that's and that's the thing. A lot of you know, it ended, and they had um, no um, replacement for the Star Wars weekends well, they because did. they knew that there was oh, going yeah, to be Star Wars a weekend. giant Star right. Wars presence. Uh, I think which they have now. They still have <clears throat> the stage in front of the Great Movie Ride right now. They They're do. doing yes. like There's the Boba Fett comes out yeah, and it's they a, actually bring it out and put it away every day. Yeah, yes, that's so crazy yeah, to me. The amount of Star Wars that's in the parks now, I mean, in, in addition to just Batu and all of that and Star Tours is still absolutely crazy. I think they're just, you know, covering all their bases. If you don't want to go over to Galaxy's Edge, but you still want to see Boba yeah, Fett I or mean, a Stormtrooper, they have that, they, they are. even have, they have the whole launch pad Oh area. yeah, that's right. The thing right in the middle. They have it the path of the out. Jedi. There's odd. so much. But I th- I thought, I guess I was thinking that a lot of those things were like temporary things just to get people ready for hmm. Star, Star Wars Land or Batu. I think, um, so that maybe those are short-lived. I think perhaps. Launch Bay would be a good way to have the behind-the-scenes kind of stuff that Star Wars okay. Weekends used to have. And yeah. whether it's like pre-recorded um, behind-the-scenes thing, you know, like... Warwick Davis has his whole presentation that he does yes, did he every year was great and um James Arnold Taylor and mm-hmm. of course Ashley Eckstein who's always you know hanging out in Galaxy's Edge these That's days right. because of Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. Tano and her universe and, and all that local fun stuff as well so she lives nearby she's that a helps. very very nice lady yes she is <laughs> <laughs> she's um, a friend but anyway yeah, so Star Wars weekends are no more, but uh, there's no shortage of Star Wars. Not at all. In <laughs> fact, just a couple of days ago, they opened up a new uh, attraction, yes. and we'll probably get into that later because we're not talking about. All right, right now we're talking about reminiscences. Things of we the, miss, which of the past we don't miss it because it's just opened. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, that was the premiere theater. Yeah, we, we with another. Sidetrack. Yeah. And <laughs> after Star Wars Weekends end, ended, sorry, <laughs> um, for just about a year in 2014 to 2015, they did the Frozen sing along there. Oh, that's right. Before they moved it to the Hyperion Theater because American Idol closed experience. down. Or was it American Idol? Ex- yeah, American it's Idol experience, experience. Yeah. I was never a huge fan of that either. Sorry. I'm probably going to get hate what mail. What are you talking about? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, see, I actually never watched the TV show. 
Um, so I thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to like this show. But then I went to it, and it was actually very compelling. Hmm. I thought, you know, I don't think it was the greatest show. I'm, I don't, I don't really miss it. I'm okay with it being gone. Although, if it's, I don't know if it would be better or worse than what is there now, the Frozen sing along. I don't know. Well, we have a friend in the Frozen sing along. Actually, a couple of them. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I think I went to the Frozen sing-along when it was in the premiere theater one time, and I was like, yikes. Um, because that's just not, you know, maybe if I had a, a tiny person that was super into Frozen, but Gio never really was super into it no. and was getting older by the minute. Um, <laughs> Still is. So I kind of got overloaded with the Frozen yeah. merchandising machine that it's, Disney was throwing at I us. I mean, we and was loved like, the no movie when it first came that. out and loved the music, and then it very quickly, very quickly got yeah. thrown into our face way too much. Mm, but I think but. Um, the one that's in the Hyperion Theater now, I'm not sure if they've changed it a bunch. I'm going to sneeze, sorry. That's okay. to hold that back. <laughs> God bless you. I'm so sorry. How unprofessional of me. Um, anyway... <laughs> They try to make it um, different than just like, you know, here's the songs we're singing them or here's a recap of the movie because they have, you know, entertainment cast telling the story. Yes, that's right. And making it fun and funny. Um, I do wonder if they're going to change it now that Frozen 2 has yeah, come out. I think because now they have a whole new set of songs and all of that they and another storyline. Song or songs from the. <laughs> Olaf short. Oh, that's right. The Christmas that short. Whatever called. A very special Christmas with Olaf. There is a the name for it. for the season. I can't remember. It's Olaf <laughs> likes fruitcake. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they did add that, but I, that's like holiday themed. So I'm not sure how long that will last until January maybe. And maybe they'll add a new update to that. We'll theater, see. That's that the thing about this. Is when you add all of these animated films or, you know, content, you know, they're, there's a lot of things yeah. that they can change. And honestly, so we'll that's see. been a big pet peeve of mine. I'm going off track now <laughs> of character meet and greets is like, you know, you'll go and meet Ariel and she's a mermaid. But when the movie ended, she was human and got married. Yep. There's a lot of and time issues. with <laughs> Rapunzel cut her hair off and it was short and brown. But now if you meet her, it's long, long and blonde. But it's long in the show, too. So. Yeah. I think they explain it in the show, but I can't remember. I haven't watched that whole thing, but I thought I heard people talking about that. Yep. I anyway, guess they're just trying to please the most amount of people as they can, I guess. I guess. I wonder what would happen if they kept it realistic, if people would get angry and revolt and say, I want long the castle. <laughs> Rapunzel. I don't know. I also do not know. Anyway, back to MGM. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see what else. Oh, is... we were talking about the <clears throat> theater of the stars. Is it in the stars or of the stars? The Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Theater? What else do you have to say about that? Well, no, there is some thing. It didn't used to only be Beauty and the Beast show. That okay. also was the one that had you know that uh, Dick Tracy Diamond Double Cross. Oh right, I never saw that. But Brian P. Wilson did a. Um, a guest post. I'm not sure if it was on that or the Dick Tracy McDonald's Pro game. Probably the Diamond Double Cross. <laughs> and probably he incorporated elements of that as well as what they did on the tram tour mm. um, as well. 
because there was a lot of Dick Tracy. They were they were uh, Batman had just come out the f- the f- year right before in 1989, and Dick Tracy came out in 1990. They, it was supposed to be Disney's kind of follow up to Batman. It's supposed yeah. to be just as big and just <clears throat> as great. It didn't do as well, but it was a, f- a fantastic it was very film. Weird. Which look. had very interesting sets and costumes and makeup, um, but uh, so they 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 had that show the the Dick Tracy Diamond Double Cross and that was a fun show that they had. And then Hollywood's Pretty Woman, which I have zero memory of. I was in Massachusetts. I don't remember at the time. that either. I do remember they had a, a giant cast of characters, including the Muppets, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and. Really? In oh, that yeah. show? Well, yeah. I'll have to look was, that up on YouTube. It was I've completely never knew it existed. strange show. Because you know, Pretty Woman was a hot movie that came out also right around that time, mm-hmm. just right after the studios opened. And then Beauty and the Beast, which is still there today. Yeah. What was interesting about the Beauty and the Beast show is that it actually premiered literally the same day as the movie premiered in theaters. Spoilers. No. Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I mean, back in 1991. A tale as old as time, really. Everyone knows that. Well, <laughs> but Disney's version of that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if you were, if you had gone to that, maybe you would have been spoiled. But I think everybody went to see that movie on opening weekend. I think everyone knew how it ended also. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that was also used for Star Wars weekend's special events sometimes. As well as Star of the Day. Do you remember that? I when do. the when the park first opened, they literally had a star, some sort of celebrity, some every single day that appeared there. They did a, um, a cavalcade. A par- they, yeah, they <laughs> they did a parade down Hollywood Boulevard. They did their you know f- hands in uh, cement, mm-hmm. like they do at the Chinese Theater, and then they uh, had like an interactive show at the theater there. Hmm. It was like a Q and A show where they talked about their career, and then they took questions from the audience, and they. M- guaranteed that they would have a star every day and they did for golly probably the first 10 11 years of the park wow i missed a lot of stars of the day yeah huh so they i watched a video of dustin nguyen from 21 jump street and it was very awkward um (laughs) who was there was someone that was the host of that and i was like hey that's a famous guy now i can't remember like way more famous yeah no, it wasn't Wayne Brady. Yeah, he was still just starting out <clears throat> in anatomical players that. at that point. Well, but <laughs> that's gonna eat I'm wondering if it was the guy who uh, co did the the win place uh, no, the, the the win loser draw show. No, it wasn't that. Okay, Never he mind. was a young guy that now is more famous than he was at the time, okay. and he was just working for Disney doing like they're announcing or something. Okay. Well, but anyway, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, but the other point I wanted to make about that theater was when they then later uh, created Sunset Boulevard, which mm-hmm. did not exist when the park opened. They had to close down that theater because it was essentially right there at th- where the beginning of that street was. And because they were going to essentially create Sunset Boulevard that led all the way to Tower of Terror and then later Rock and Roller Coaster. They had to move that theater, and they did that. Yes. And they put it on wheels and just kind of <laughs> moved it back. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I remember when it was in its original location, and then yeah. I have been there since, of course, but not to watch Beauty and the Beast. I was just Sorry. kidding about the wheels part. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> but they did move a, a lot of <coughs> the existing structure and um, seats and things. And then anyway. after Star Wars Weekends ended, they did do a brief run of 
the music of Pixar oh, that's live, right. which was lovely. And I oh, wish yeah, that I they would do more of those because while I did enjoy what we saw, they missed a lot. Like there was no Ratatouille yeah. music. Yeah, they really only just used a, other ones that a, I a handful of films, but they had a full symphonic orchestra and they essentially played the, the Pixar music to the to the um, the films of you know that was fantastic yeah it was really good I forgot about I shed that. a tear or two probably Aww. good music and Pixar always does that that's right so where shall we go next well let's see we could talk about parades I was gonna say the studios <laughs> had a fine selection of parades uh, for a, a small while. I do have a lot of photos because this was right when I moved down um, in 95, and that's when the Toy Story parade premiered. But before yes. that, it was Aladdin, yes, which I the did see. Aladdin parade was phenomenal it with was the very giant epic. genie and the camels <laughs> and the whole... I mean, if you remember the whole Prince Ali section of the, uh, that movie, yeah, it's it was essentially much that brought to life. Yeah, with the <clears> giant <throat> elephant uh, and Abu when he was an elephant. Um, similar to Magic Kingdom, I mean, Hollywood Studios really did lend itself to a parade. Oh yeah, you had the you know great movie ride courtyard area, and then Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, went up Hollywood Boulevard, and then right in front of uh, Superstar Television, a monster sound show, and then over to where Star Tours. It would be. Is. I mean, I know they they were still doing them. They had the uh, Pixar and Pals, but those weren't as fun yes. as the original. Well, yeah, it it kind of evolved into that. But I mean, from Aladdin, that the, they <laughs> then transitioned to the Toy Story parade. Mm -hmm. Well, before it was Meet the Dinosaurs, the first. Oh my one. gosh. That was, I think, not a huge parade. I don't remember that one it too well. It was just meeting the dinosaurs. That's all you had to do. Okay. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't think I ever saw that I think that Aladdin parade. was the first, like, giant one yeah, with giant floats and, and cars thing. and things like that. The um, dinosaurs were very big when the park opened. That was They were. I never watched that TV show. I um, watched it every week. In fact, uh -huh. there's a VCR <laughs> tape somewhere in this house with... A dinosaurs episode on it. Yay. I loved the baby dinosaur. Baby dinosaur, of course. That would say, not the mama. <laughs> um, it was kind of, you know, an adult's version of Elmo as far as his voice went. <laughs> okay. Um, and you can see, you could see the baby, baby dinosaur, dinosaur in... in the streets of America, they would like put him in a different window. Yeah, and I remember whenever we had the the Osborne, the Osborne Festival dancing lights, uh, a lot of people like to try to spot him in the window there. Yeah, it was just like finding the purple cat. <laughs> um, but he lives in that props warehouse, right. the prop shop, mm -hmm. which if you do a special event of some sort, like if you were ever to plan a special event, that is one of the venues you can get. And they have... Um, could get. That's gone. Oh, it's gone? That's oh, yeah. right. All of that stuff is gone now. I they forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So is that like, well, never mind. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, anyway, you could, I forget, like I said in the first episode, that that stuff doesn't exist until I go there and it's not there. Um, but that was a fun place because they had uh, Lion King puppets from the Legend of the Lion King mm -hmm. show that was where PhilharMagic is oh, now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they had the baby dinosaur there who was, you know, kind of falling apart but you could still see that he was in mostly one piece. Um, <laughs> and lots of other weird little props from oh, yeah. Tons of props. the years at MGM Studios into Hollywood Studios. That's right. But they must exist somewhere now. 
in a That's warehouse. Right. But anyway, um, uh, after the so Aladdin they had parade, Aladdin and then the Toy Story parade, right? And that was fun because. Like I said, that's when I moved down here and we would see it a lot. And that had the um, Strange Things song. Oh, yeah. Which I think is one of the most underrated songs. Yeah, it was almost like the theme song of the parade, even though Friend Like Me is, you know, whatever. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I'm thinking of the Aladdin, You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me. Oh. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Yeah, and there's that, and I will go sailing no more. Well, that wasn't in the parade. That was kind of a depressing one. because that was a downer. But (laughs) Um, but yeah, they had that song, uh, and of course Woody and Buzz and all of the crazy Toy Story characters, which which we now have come to love. That that Toy Story parade, in my opinion, maybe I just had lower standards back then, was really fun and exciting, but I have like no interest in the Pixar pals in the block party bash ones that they did sorry but that's okay uh mm. after toy story was hercules i love this parade that was a lot of fun i think i only saw this maybe once because it was when i left i wasn't working at disney anymore i was working at, as a real travel agent in a real travel agency oh. <laughs> so i didn't go to the parks as much maybe <laughs> i don't know but i didn't see it that often oh, but i just remember you know everyone wearing their great greek gear and yeah um you know the zero to hero and all of that it's one of my favorite movies so that was a fun parade that needs to be more represented in the parks as well but i would say that my favorite parade was the mulan (laughs) parade that happened after that do you remember that one i feel like i must have seen it once but i can't remember but that had like the cannons in it right that was fun it had that as well as um, the emperor in a giant uh. robe, um, as well as you know dragons and, and yeah. a lot of that kind Maybe of thing. Maybe they'll bring that back with the live action Mulan. That would be fantastic. Coming soon. And then they also Revamp had the um, I don't know if you remember the the villain. Um, yes, I do. Of him all wrapped up mm. at the end. He's I've seen him um, at various whatever they call those DVC like Moonlight. Oh, madness! Things, yeah, yeah. Whatever, moonlight and magic. I don't know. Oh, you mean as a walk around character? Yeah, he's always yeah. at those things where like you don't he's see creepy. their. He's gigantic. He's yes, so he big. He's a very big dude. Crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. And then after that was the stars and motor cars parade. That's right. Which, this this um, premiered when they did the one hundred years yeah. of magic, where they made sure to have at least a show or a or an attraction at each of the four. Par- Actually, I think there was a new parade at each mm. of the. Four right. parks, wow! Uh, that year, and this was the that parade for for the studios. What was th- in Epcot? Uh, the well, I think that's when they changed it from Tapestry of uh, to Nations. Tapestry of Dreams. No, no, Tapestry of Dreams to Tapestry of Nations, or is it the other way around? I think it's the other way around. The other way around. Well, that's a different show. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I do remember seeing like the giant cars, but they had so many of them. Yeah, and there was like a Muppets car and a Star Wars, the fun. Land Speeder car. And I think and when they did the, I'd have to look at photos or video, but when they did the thirtieth celebration this past mm-hmm. May, they had that kind of thing where there would be a car with yeah. Muppets. Well, and the yeah, car the with cars physically still exist. Indiana and Jones and all that stuff. So. Oh, that's right. That's fun. But yeah, they had a lot of the characters. They had you know the a Toy Story car so as well and a Winnie the Pooh. I think Winnie the Pooh. That's crazy. 
And Tigger too. <laughs> um, was that the same time that the hat was added then? I believe so, yeah, 2001. Hmm. I do That's remember right, the hat. Uh, they had those pins yep. that lit up or yep. did something interactive when you yep. were in the park, That's and then right. they were supposed to do things during that parade, weren't they? Yeah, I think it was kind of the precursor to the sure uh, the do. ears that... Yeah. But I never wore them or did anything because I was like, I'm collecting these. (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm sure you have them. I do have them. Yes. There was a lot of stuff for that celebration. I wonder if they're going to do something on that scale. I don't know that they can do that sort of thing anymore. There's just so many people that come here now. There are a lot of people, a lot of cast members and a lot of people. So who knows? Um, (sighs) Crazy. So, Mm. yeah, they added that darn hat and <laughs> yes. uh, made it Very a store. controversial hat. Because Some people love the hat. It was a big old thing, and it blocked the view of the the Chinese theater, the Chinese theater. which was the icon of the park, it, that and the Earful Tower, which we'll also touch on mm, a little bit later. Yes. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, most people, I think maybe Christian's age and a little older liked the hat because it was a fun photo it, op. It you was could a fun thing. It pretend had, you were wearing the hat. You could point to the hat. big stars and a moon <laughs> on it and it, it was blue. But and for those of yeah. us that were there from day one, it was blocking the view. I mean, you could still see it. Just go around the... Yeah, but you couldn't get those way. cool... No, you could not. Which you still can't when they have the stage out. Yeah. Now, even though the hat is gone, <laughs> which is kind of weird that the way they took the hat down and the way they're doing the communicore in Epcot right now is so sad to me. Yeah, <laughs> we like, won't even talk about how they got rid of Horizons. Yeah, because the same, that was like the, the same worst. vein, like build a giant wall. You're Disney. You can cover up <sighs> the scary yeah. things you're doing that are destroying dreams. But whatever. That's another and creating as nightmares. Well. So what else besides well, the hat? Well, we're touching on the last couple of parades. It was the Pixar and Pals. Oh, yeah. Well, and then I the thought, I said that Block already. Party Bash. I just want to say one thing about the Block Party Bash is that there was a lot of activity. That was a very <laughs> active parade. I recently watched a video of that. And I do remember, actually, I liked going to that show because at the end they would actually they would spew out a whole bunch of the little... Nerf balls. balls, and I collected those because I had cats, and they like to play with those. So I actually have around here probably about 20 of those Nerf balls that are all around uh, that the cats still play with, even to this very day. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was one <laughs> on the floor I found. <sighs> but but um, what else? I'm, those are not those parades are shadows of their former. They are, but anyway. So I guess when that parade ended. They they've that's pretty much the end of the parades. They still did the you know the um, for the Star Wars weekends. They had the you know the the parade of those characters and and whoever was there for those. But um, they pretty much now do not have a daily parade. Hmm. Wow, I didn't realize how long ago that parade ended. The Pixar Pals ended yeah. in 2013. There was a frozen royal welcome ceremony, which was just for the summer yeah. um, in 2014 and 2015. Okay. And then a 25th anniversary parade, which I also have no memory of. 
2014. What were we I doing mean, in 2014 that we don't, I don't remember, remember that? But I also remember they had the American Idol parade at the opening for that with all of the American Idol stars. Yes. I but mean, that was a one-time Did you thing. need to say anything else about American Idol? I kind of cut you off on um, that. Just, no. <laughs> it was... It was. I I, th- I said that it was, it was a, a, thing a little bit to. more intriguing than I thought it would be, just to see you know the competition aspect. Plus, um, they made it a pretty good show, and then the end show where they had the seven various winners of the seven earlier shows all compete to have a final winner to get the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. That was a fun show too. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's. <laughs> I don't need to say more about that. Um, one thing really quick, we didn't Please. mention when we were over in the Laugh Factory area or whatever that was called in the Splash Fountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the name of that restaurant that was over there? Soundstage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. Um, golly. Ah. It's not Backlot Express, but it's some sort it's of. It's something like that. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to look it up. It's the one that had a lot of red with yellow text, which actually then oh, yeah. <laughs> made me remember uh, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids That's what I was getting adventure to. set. Yes, <laughs> or, <laughs> but I got sidetracked with this restaurant. The thing about that, that thing was, that was fun when it opened, but it got old quick and it never, not one time, was it updated for any current, more current movie. No. So it, you know, the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, came out in 1989 same year as the park and it lasted all the way through what 2014 something yeah, like that so, I'm so sure that was like 25 years of honey <coughs> i shrunk the kids adventure set. most of the kids um playing in it probably had never seen oh, the no, movie or had not. any idea what it was but i mean it, it was, was fun it was on fun. its own i like to be able to stick my face in a dog's nose and have him sneeze on me that was fun. Hmm. Uh, and then crawl through caves and things like that. And, that's and slide down a roll of film? Yeah. What's because that? we were shrunk to the size I of know, an ant. I'm just saying, like, film doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to look up that restaurant so you can... I, if I knew how to look stuff up while we were doing a show, I would do it. As soon as you say it, I will say, oh, yeah, that's what it was called. And I'm sure there are people screaming into their televisions... Just Backlot Express. That's all it was. Yeah, Backlot Express. We were overthinking it. We were. Um, No, Backlot Express. That's the one over... I always get these (laughs) mixed up. Wasn't that the studio catering company? Yes. Thank you, Christian. Where were you five minutes ago when we were rambling? I've been trying to look up who was the guy. (laughs) We'll get to that later. Look up the Dustin Nguyen day. That's when he was there. Okay. I've not been able to find it. Oh, weird. Maybe I got that wrong and it wasn't Dustin Nguyen. Hmm. Yeah, Oh, well. Anywho. <laughs> uh, Studio Catering Company. I always enjoyed that because even though it was not uh, air conditioned, it was in a nice covered area and you could just kind of chill there and be mm-hmm. in between places. So, yeah, I miss that little spot also. Aww. And, of course, the Coke bottle that sprayed mist at oh you my was gosh, always I forgot fun. about the giant Coke bottle that sprayed. The crashed tram next to the back oh, of yeah. tour. Wow. Fun little gags that are no more. The thing I miss <coughs> that nobody ever could really get close to was the Earful Tower. Yes. Well, you could get close to it, but... <laughs> and I often did. But you were wearing a lovely shirt for the I from am. the Earful Tower. I'm not usually a fan of buying the shirts that Disney puts out 
where they're like, we're tearing this down. Buy I a know, t-shirt right? to, so you can remember it. Because I think that's kind of crappy of them. Sorry, Disney, but... The thing about that particular tower, first off, whenever we took the, whenever we were on the tram ride and it passed by the Earful Tower, they always called it the award-winning Earful Tower. And I would, at the end of every single ride, I would go to the tram operator and I said, (laughs) I would say, hey, you uh, described that as award-winning. What award did it win? And they never could answer that question. That sounds like a very Scott Otis thing. They always were able to say what the hat size was, (laughs) which was some crazy giant number and three quarters. But they could never tell me what award it won. But unlike the one at the, um, the studio's lot in California, it did not hold water. Or was it backwards? One of them held water and one did not. No, this one never did. I okay, don't think that's right. And occasionally the they put they put things on top of it, like a like a Santa hat. And for some reason, they put Horace Grant goggles because the Orlando magic was hot around oh. the 1995 time. I guess I vaguely remember that. And things like that. <coughs> Very weird things. But anyway, the other thing about the Earful Tower is a lot of people thought it was earful meaning E-A-R-F-U-L, because it was an earful of things. But no, it was spelled earful as in the Eiffel Tower, where they just changed the E-I to E-A-R. Correct. So it is spelled E-A-R-F-F-E-L, after Gustav Eiffel, (laughs) (laughs) the guy who built the Earful Tower. The icon has been frequently misspelled as Earful Tower. It's right on the Wikipedia page. I just had to go on, on the award for that, but they don't record is saying that's that's how it was it still exists in uh I found the video. okay in france or no in oh yeah the studios the, yeah there? it's yeah it's, okay. it's at the park that nobody goes to the studios park they're redoing it give it a chance uh yeah anyway yes I think actually that uh tram tour just closed in paris for the like new land that they're mm. yeah it, uh, that it's been closed oh, maybe for they're gonna take that down then yeah, that, that tram ride, even when I was there in the year 2012, was a shell of what it used to be. That tram ride in the Paris version of the studio park was long over to, to being... You yeah. can see more about that on but the Imagineering that, That's story. a whole other show when we get there. That's right, you can see it there. Do you remember the, not world's largest, but the largest in Disney World's largest hidden Mickey? I do, yes. I'm glad you brought this up. That I loved. That was always a fun thing. Uh, and if you worked at the parks and you had the little radios back in the day, mm-hmm. when, well, I guess they still have radios. They're just, they just have little earpieces now. They do. Um, they would say, meet me at the ear. <laughs> because when you would come in, I mean, this is not the proper no. map. You had but a whole you, week to find a, a real map that you didn't look for. Yeah, the <laughs> Echo Lake... The it's existing Echo Lake is one of the ears. The other ear was, it was not, it was kind of in a building, but on the top of the building, they actually had it painted mm-hmm. so that you could, if you were in a helicopter, could see that. The nose was a planter, yes. and his eyes, which actually had the pie eyes, was a different color of the uh, pavement. They had different colors for his yeah. eyes and his smile and all that. So it was a really fantastic hidden Mickey that was just a giant thing that was basically right in front of the uh, gr- uh, great movie, right? Yeah, which when they put the giant hat in, yeah, that it messed that. up. It completely ruined it. The giant yeah. Mickey. 
<sighs> but that also then reminds me of what they used to do um, in front of the um, uh, the great movie ride there uh, back in 1991 when there was a, a great film that was released in 1991. Um, the Rocketeer. Oh my gosh, this is all you. This is all I because was I was, the, you know, I basically <clears> went to the <throat> park, the park, pretty much every night, and they actually had one of those flying packs, um, which were, it, um, there were a couple of them in existence, and it, there's actually one that you can see in the one of the old Disneyland shorts, not shorts, uh, the old Disneyland kind of like the throwback when it, when Walt was going to Tomorrowland mm. they actually showed a guy oh, yeah. in a jetpack and if you look at all the people that are watching it they're all plugging their ears because <laughs> it was so loud oh wow it was the same way here at the studios they actually had the rocketeer a guy dressed up as the rocketeer and he had the actual rocket pack and he would take flight and he would go up and around basically even higher than the great movie ride and kind of swing around and then land but it was so loud. But that was the coolest thing. But then in addition to that, he would kind of go back and then the Rocketeer would come back and then take photos mm -hmm. before the Sorcerer in the Sky <laughs> show happened. I did a, a weird thing. You know, I was with my friends at the time <laughs> and I was kind of the ham of the group. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's if, there, if you had your photo taken with the Rocketeer then, there was a good chance that I was in that photo <laughs> doing the thumbs up signal that the rocketeer would also do because that, that was just a weird thing that i did um <laughs> kind of often got on the other side <laughs> of where the rocketeer was and just kind of posed because i was a silly ham you were a silly ham i have a photo of you with your pals and the rocketeer which i will doing, give to christian to add in <laughs> you can watch this on YouTube if you're not already and yeah. see that. Fun but that was just a really cool thing. That It was kind of like a pre-show to the fireworks show that they had there and where they actually had the Rocketeer fly. Ah, yes. And that was just awesome. But then I should also mention that fireworks show, the Sorcery in the Sky fireworks, narrated by mm. legendary actor Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. This welcome to sorcery in the sky, which made sense Lights. because you know he Camera. is Hollywood. Action! Sorry, I cut you <laughs> off in your no, dramatic. Okay. Uh, that's how he sounded. <laughs> that. And they had uh, just a f that was just a really cool um, fireworks show that th where they used the kind of the music from uh, great Hollywood films. And they, the one cool thing about that was they actually started with, you know, black and white films. And at that time, all of the fireworks were white, you know, black and white. Ah. And they didn't go to color fireworks until color films started. Hmm. But it I was just I never made that connection back then. Well, since most f movies are color, you know, the, I, th I think they actually used <coughs> The Wizard of Oz, you know, that transition scene from uh, when they uh, went yes. to the... Um, I wish, I mean, I'm going to oh, have to watch a video because I've seen it, but I don't really remember much of it. So It was just a fun it show. It was canceled in 1998, but they also had the inflatable That's right. At the end, at the end um, a giant, kind of, like, I think, like a cold air yeah. uh, balloon of the Sorcerer Mickey would come out and kind of like the, uh, the the character in Fantasmic where sparks would fly yeah. out of his finger, they had that um, from the balloon there too. And mm. that was just kind of a cool ending it for was. that show. 
That's right. And then they created Fantasmic in 98 and yes. made everyone go over. Did they stop the fireworks just because they wanted people to go to Fantasmic? Or? There was a... Sp- I th- I want to say that there was even a spell where they did have both. Mm. I could be wrong about that. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the Fantasmic was, became their, their essential nighttime show. Interesting. But, but, I mean, if you think about it now, they still do fireworks there. They do, yeah. The, over the Fantasmic. years, they, had, um, they would do them for, like, Fourth of July and New yeah, Year's. Yeah. They would always do, like, fun displays, but they never did a themed firework show until they added like the galactic things yeah, they done, would do they've and the done star wars stuff including the projections but then now they're also doing like kind of the uh, um disney films and all of that the wonderful world of animation that's right but um, then they're still doing phantasmic so you can right. do two nighttime uh shows at that park disney movie magic was the precursor to the one they just started in may of this year and I really enjoyed that one because it was live action only. But now they're adding in yes. the animation, which is fine. It's still a fun show. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me that they had to basically build structures next to the Great Movie Ride to have more projections. Yeah. Because they're just kind of like eyesores they're in the just daytime. giant blocks. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's worth it at night, I guess, to see yep. the, the fun things. And then they do fireworks shows themed to that and they do star wars a galactic spectacular sometimes Mm -hmm. as well um i guess they do frozen fireworks spectacular or they did until 2015. fun yeah so anyway lots of nighttime (laughs) options now which the bad thing that this galaxy's edge has for it versus disneyland is disneyland you can get really cool photos of like the Millennium Falcon with fireworks oh, behind yeah. it because of the way it's faced. But for us, you can't really get those cool hmm. shots. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, well. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, there um, are a lot of changes coming to the park. Um, and There with, are. With these Star Wars. I just have one more story. Please. A memory of mine, which I mentioned briefly in the first episode. And that is... I happened to be there at exactly the same time when Princess Diana came oh, to visit right. Walt Disney you, World. You promised this story. In 1993. And she stayed at the Grand Floridian. She had Prince William and Prince Harry with her. They were probably wee tots at I the ha- time. I don't know how old they were. They were <laughs> small children at the time. But, you know, old enough to enjoy Disney yep. World. Yeah, I remember she did like to come to the parks and Yeah, bring her and children. she really didn't have a huge entourage of like security people with her back crazy to Um, think about who she was i actually we kept bumping into her my mother and i wherever we went it was like princess diana was there and it was like (laughs) kind of crazy after after a while but one of the places that we saw her was in the backlot express and i have photos of her just walking by one of the you know how they have like weird like cages with like (laughs) props and stuff in them and then I actually went to the bathroom at the same time as her. It's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, I don't have any memories of that. But it, I remember thinking, like, why didn't they, like, clear the bathroom out? Like, this is a princess. But they didn't do that. It was weird. I guess she just wanted to be one of us. She yeah. was the people's princess. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and she was just in shorts and a T-shirt. You know, she looked very cool, like, Banana Republic-esque mm-hmm. type clothes. Um, 
And we also saw her over at Mickey Starland. And oh, I have wow. photos of her sitting there with the boys um, watching that show that they had yep. in the tents, like yep, the yep. judges show or whatever. <laughs> so those were fun memories of mine from back in Very cool. Hollywood Studios or Disney MGM Studios. Wow. Yeah, it was a, a fun place to go. Like I said, I had that connection with my dad there and, you know, mm -hmm. there was a lot of weird family memories over the year which I won't get into in this <laughs> podcast but that was always like a place where I remembered him and the great Aww. movie ride at the end he was like a big Barbara Streisand fan as well and you know when in the montage he would hello, say hello gorgeous. gorgeous it was um good times so yeah. I I think we we didn't touch on the great movie ride as much as we could have oh and yeah we could have gone forever I think that that was for my own sanity because <laughs> I would probably be a blubbering mess remembering that things. That was a great ride. It was a good ride. Um, as with all things, you know, when Disney decides to change, you just kind of have to go with the flow That's and right. hope that future iterations of whatever they've decided to do makes as many wonderful memories as you had in the past. That's right. And they're evolving and yeah. adding new things, so... It'll be exciting to uh, to and enjoy those. Our children's memories will be of Galaxy's Edge. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday they'll close that down. Um, probably not. That's going to be weird to think about 50 years of Galaxy's Edge. Anyway. I think uh, we've pretty much covered uh, all of the fun things that we miss about the original Disney MGM Studios. Yes. We had a good time so there share with us your favorite memories oh yes please uh we got a, a few comments here and there and one of them was talking about the premiere theater so okay. we covered that for you yeah we David. didn't cover it in the first uh, episode <laughs> but now we did this time yes um so share with us comment uh on any of the social media platforms mm -hmm. if you haven't already please like this podcast or video if you're watching it uh subscribe share tell your friends Yes, please. Give us a thumbs up. Rate us on Apple Podcasts That's or right. Google Podcasts or wherever yep. you listen to podcasts. Yep. And you always got the fun YouTube video, which is, I yeah. think, uh, I encourage you to watch instead of, or in addition to listen. <laughs> and then also check out xanaland.com <laughs> for fun uh, stories. Yes. And things As like mentioned that. before, I have a few memories of the studios on there. So well, I'll that's link to right. Those. We'll have to link to because you've also had some nice long. I linked to them uh, on the last episode. Okay. So <laughs> thanks for reading. <laughs> 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 All right. So that's going to do it for us for this episode of that's Up right. the Waterfall. And we thank you for listening. That's right. Until next time. That is absolutely fantastic. Well, that's only part of it. Got a big climatic scene. But how could you top it? Well, we set the place on fire. And we have our audience trapped down in this flaming city. And how can they get out then? Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we could get them out of there? By going up the waterfall? That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland. Well, 